G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, October 9. I'm John Parker from Winning Post. Joining me as usual, my colleagues, Jackpot Joel Marshall and Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, one of the great days on the Australian racing calendar is Caulfield Guineas Day. And this Saturday looks no exception. The Sydney Colts have dominated this race probably for the last decade, probably won seven out of the last ten. And uh, the markets, at least, see it as a bit of a two-horse race between a Sydney Colt and a Melbourne Colt. Um, do you think that's a fair assessment? I think it's a fair assessment from the market, indeed. Uh, you know, the Golden Rose seems to be the right form race pretty well every year now. Um, Animo Artorias were clearly the two best runs in that race. Obviously, you've got uh, Tiger of Malay, Cat Devont, Giannis all coming through that race as well. And Look, that trio probably have to improve a little bit to bridge the gap on on the two market leaders. Um, I think there's a couple of Melbourne horses that might be able to get into the mix. One in particular we'll speak about later. But, yeah, it's going to be a good clash. And, obviously, we get to see the raging Cox Plate favourite again in Zaki, uh, taking on just five rivals in the might and power. So he'll take another step towards the valley. And, uh, yeah, $1.28, certainly short enough. Uh, Daniel, speaking of Zaki, uh, as Joel says, Winks odds for this uh, newly rebranded race, the Martin Power, previously known as the Caulfield Stakes, and being a wait-for-age race fortnight before the Cox Plate over 2,000 metres, it uh, has down the years been a great guide to the Cox Plate, but uh, not so much in recent years because obviously we've had uh, overseas horses winning the Cox Plate first up in Australia. Uh, Winks, of course, four years in a row did did run in the Caulfield Stakes once, but uh, not in the other years. Uh, Zaki, I would have thought, short enough for the Cox Plate at $1.90. Uh, can you see Zaki doing the double or uh, obviously not quite so much uh, rivalry from overseas? Do you think it's a done deal or uh, do you think that's a little bit short, the $1.90 for the Cox Plate? Yeah, well, especially with the, um, the news that the owners have incentivised paid up, so that the, every chance they had there. Uh, $1.90, I can't take it about Zakia. He's done everything right so far. And look, a few, I guess, not naysayers, but there are a few who might have wanted to see him um, perform a little bit better last start in the Underwood. But I thought the, the, the win was fine. He did all that he really had to there. Probably was a, a good man that was chasing him that day. So I think hopefully for those who sort of were against his performance last start or maybe not winning as easy as people thought, I think he can come out and um, improve those sort of, they say is wrong, but a dollar ninety this far out with the um, likely the chance that incentivise runs in the race. No, I can't take that price, bucks. Rightio. Well, uh, we'll take you right through the Caulfield card, big ten race card. There is, of course, a Group One in Sydney as well this week. The Spring Champion Stakes at Randwick, and we will be heading there straight after Caulfield. But uh, Caulfield ten races, all black type. And the first of them, as traditionally on Caulfield Guineas Day, is the two-year-olds. It is race one, Magic Millions debutante stakes, 1,000 metres at set weights, all four first starters bar one, and that is uh, Cavella, who uh, is a debut winner. So they're all undefeated. Joel, uh, which way have you gone here? I don't have a strong opinion here, but I've, I think the Godolphin pair can both run well. I lent to number seven, Renosu. Um, the market doesn't like him. He went up $13 shortly after acceptances. 51 was available last night. I think he might be back into 31. 
Um, so the market doesn't like him, but I thought he trolled well enough to show up and he's well-bred. So I'll probably have something each way on him. One, Brereton trialled well at the official trials at Cranbourne. Certainly looked to have more in the locker there when finishing in the placings. He's an expensive colt, uh, cost a million dollars. Ten, Impel, I thought had showed enough. Uh, hit the line well at Sandown and then won a Cranbourne jump out. And the other Godolphin run a magic carpet. Certainly the pick, uh, the market says, at around $4. And Damien Oliver... I think he's been in. He's been on board both two-year-olds at the jump outs, and he's elected to ride her. So she's clearly a winning hope. But seven for me from one ten and twelve. Put four on top. Immortality, uh, like the recent jump out win at this track. The stable two-year-old is going really well. The one they um, raced at Flemington last Saturday with Get in the Spirit and Cavallo, who lines up here, won the two-year-old race at Flemington, um, the midweek race, the first one of the season in Melbourne. So from a good draw, can't see why off the back of his jump in win, he can't keep the run going for the stable. So the four on top, I too like the Godolphin pair. I've got 12 in next Magic Carpet for second. Half to Larkspur run, um, obviously runs later in the day. Sat handy in both of her jump outs, so she possesses a bit of early speed. I wasn't asked to too much in those. Renusu, um, I like backing her man, Gassoni. She was a, a ripping mare. <coughs> I thought her, his jump out warranted his jump at um, win warranted he have some respect in this. And I've got the, the nine in next Cavallo, the only race horse in the field. Um, good, tough win on Dabu. So he's certainly got to cope. Four, 12, seven, nine. And I am with Daniel with Immortality, number four. And then I'm with Joel Renosu. Uh, and then I've got Brereton and Cavallo. So four, seven, one, and nine for me. Race two. At Caulfield on Saturday, the big screen company Weekend Hustler, 1,400 metre listed handicap, Joel worth 175,000. Yeah, we're having a couple of bets here at odds. Five, riddle me that. I thought could improve sharply. Second up, uh, second up last prep, he was beaten less than a length by Mr. Quickie and still a star. He then placed behind still a star. I thought he did enough first up down the straight in the Bobby Lewis. He'll get back from a wide draw, but it looks good speed here. So I think that will suit him. Uh, 11, Mr. Exclusive, uh, my old favourite. It's got to be uh, copying another wager from me again. He's had a little bit of a freshen since a very good midweek run behind the inform Wicklow Town. He should have run a clear second. He got held up halfway up the straight. He's a very honest performer down in the weights. He's run well around Caulfield many times. Two Buffalo River is going to lead and take plenty of catching, dropping out of the group one, Rupert Clark. And nine Galaxy Raider, another back marker, assuming it's a dry track. He can hit the line. He was doing his best work late at Sandown behind Shayu. Five on top for me from 11, two and nine. Yeah, Buffalo River just went along too quick in the, the Rupert Clark last start and look entitled to tie. He wasn't beaten too far, but he was a pretty gallant effort in a, in a race like that. He drops back from a group one to a listed race here and and Maps is the only leader. So with Joel and the, and the fact that I think he will be very hard to catch and uh, hence my on-top selection, Buffalo River, the two. I've got four in next, just a canter. There's two runs. I was run two back at Sandown Hill, so I was very good at big odds. Um, and then it's given a, a perfect ride by Dean Yendall. Last start, well back that day. Uh, run over the top uh, of them there. And looks to be finding his feet now in Australia. Five riddle me that. Um, can improve second up in a, uh, a race over 1,400 metres. Just found a bit too quick from over the sprint trip first up and in for fourth have the six Carmelas two 
on top of four, one, and sorry, two, four, six, and five. Well, keen ear listeners might have been surprised that I left Newhart out uh, when he resumed and uh, came over uh, cross cross Bass Strait, resumed at Sandown. Just thought the 1300 was going to be too short for him and uh, probably proved that way. But I reckon up to 1400 now, second up. Uh, thought he can get the job done. He's got to win over uh, Mystic Journey, a wait for age at this trip. Uh, and then I'm in agreement with the boys with Justin Cantor and riddled me that. And one of my former uh, bogey horses in Stosi Bond for fourth. So three, four, five, and one for me. Race three at the Heath on Saturday is the Ned's Village Stakes. Listed handicap. This one's over 1,200. Joel? Uh, nine, Ocean Beyond for me. Didn't really come up in two runs earlier this year, having been unbeaten in his uh, first prep. But good, pleasing return from him at Caulfield. Uh, the tempo was against. He was held up for most of the straight. Got clear with 100 to go and, and really hit the line nicely for fourth there. I think he can hopefully settle a bit closer and... He looks to be back on track. So we'll lean his way from seven Lombardo, who's been going super in easier grade. He was weighted to win at the Valley last time out. Uh, $1.75, I think he opened. Yeah, too short for me. I think you want black figures definitely for the rise in class, but he could certainly win. One, Sansom. He's just been found out at weight for age, 1,400 his last couple. Good return win at weight for age in the Bletchingley. He can carry weight, so I've got no issues there. And I think back to 1,200 off a bit of a fresh, and he can bounce back. And three pandemic comes through the ocean beyond race, and he ran very well there. He just, yeah, he's got a sort of a bad, tricky pattern off and off pace and finding bad luck. He does have a good turn of foot when he can show it. Nine for me from seven, one, and three. Well, with the Tassie based war correspondence here, I thought the first up run over at the 955, which is always going to be a trip too short for him, was pretty pleasing. It was a fairly handy benchmark 84. Um, but expected improvement second up and and up to 1,200 metres. He won over this trip when second up last time and then third up beat off in form one at Mooney Valley. Um, enjoyed a good run and it was a good ride by Damien Thornton that day. He does have to improve, benchmark 84 up to a stakes race, but um, it looks to be quite quite a bit of upside. Still only likely race with 11 starts and just always thereabouts. So up to 1,200 metres, the run under his belt, he can run a cheeky race. Lombardo with next uh, deserves a crack at this level. Two wins over this trip. Um, his past two starts have been excellent. That's a good draw with a lightweight. Wisdom Award of the one over the odds. Convincing is better than what he's showing of late. So he's, it has been a while since his last win, over 500 days, but didn't mind the first up run in the McEwen and then had his chance in a weaker race last start and after being well supported and just didn't finish off there. I'm just going to give him one more chance. I think if he can show his best... Um, he can certainly figure in this. And in for fourth, I got the three, Pandemic. Eight, seven, five, and three. I went for Pandemic, in fact, made in my best on the program to beat Lombardo, Ocean Beyond, and War Correspondent, three, seven, nine, and eight for me. Race four, at Caulfield on Saturday, thoroughbred, thoroughbred club stakes, 1,200 metres, set weights and penalties for three-year-old fillies. Joel, at group three level. Yeah, tricky race to assess. I've gone with 12, Shahonka. Uh, the Waterhouse spot stable's going well. 
she looked the winner at Wyong first up in a midweek maiden and she bolted in there over six lengths. She showed promise in her first prep, placing at Warwick Farm and at Rose Hill in listed company. She'll press forward here. I think she can measure up and, and take beating. Three crystal bound, good return win from her at Flemington in the Cap Don team. She's drawn to sit just behind the pace here, I would have thought, and take plenty of beating. Four Robo Deer, another Sydney visitor. Was good first up in the Furious at big odds, went second to Jamea. Got back from a wider gate in the T-Rose and just never got into it. Uh, in the wrong part of the track there, clearly a forgive. From a better draw, she can camp right behind the speed and show her best. An eight New York baby, no knock on her two wins to date. She beat a subsequent winner there at Flemington, up to 1,200. Always a little bit of an unknown, but she does drop five kilos and I think she deserves respect. 12 on top for me from three, four and eight. A very tough race. I was keen on Crystal Bound first up, and look, she did enjoy a lovely run in um, in transit, but she's only just getting the job done there. But it was a good sort of effort she was um, taken on and laid and toughed it out to win. I thought it was a pretty nice return from her, even though she was afforded all the favours in the run. She's back around a bend now, her two runs. Around the bend, Mooney Valley thrashed. It sees exceptional by six lengths and then ran second to Jamea and Sydney in a, in a group two. It's a very talented filly. Um, settle handy from the good draw. With a little bit of luck on the turn. It'd be hard to beat the three. Crystal Bound got the 10. The stable mate, decent rain in next. Um, just sort of held up for a bit of a run at the back of the field. Not a great place to be at Mooney Valley. Last start, but went out with 200 to go. She rocketed home and it was the... Um, Race fast. It was the quickest last 200 metres of the race. The fifth quickest of the night. Um, sorry, of the of the night there. <clears throat> um, she can certainly improve with a better draw and settle a little bit closer in traf- uh, in transit. Larkspur run, being with her much of the preparation, uh, does get two kilos on Sarah Ness, who pipped her on the post last start. My numbers, three on top of 10, five and one. Yes, like you two, I did think this was a reasonably open sort of race. Gone for one at uh, fairly big odds. Similar um, similar background to Joel's Tipshire Honker, and I'm talking about number 11, Spinning, who a uh, couple, of, couple of promising placings as a two-year-old, including uh, just nosed out by Gimme Parr on debut and then third to generation. Uh, at her second start, resumed was a dollar fifty-five into a dollar thirty on a Monday maiden at Horsham, and uh, just got the job done. But uh, I thought that uh, spinning might be a bit of value here, and certainly isn't the price. Might just get Tom Dabney's uh, new stable at Warrnambool an early kick along spinning to beat Larkspur run Crystal Bound and Sarah Des eleven five three and one for me in race four, race five at Caulfield on Saturday. Race I always like is uh, the Lexus Scalacci Stakes, the 1,100-metre Group 2 at Wait for Age, job. Yeah, tossing up between the Chris Waller pair, but better value, number six, and might just have a bit more upside about him. So I've lent with the three-year-old Colt Shaquiro. I thought he was pretty good first up in the Moyer. Damien Thornton was never really able to get at him. I don't think he hit him with the whip at all in the straight. He was hands and heels, just trying to sort of scrape the fence and... There was just enough room there. I think he might have been hanging to a little bit into the inside. Uh, first go uh, the Melbourne way around, obviously. Thought he ran quite well. He's around 8 or $9. Good each way play for mine. Uh, four September run. Just hasn't really had any chance around Mooney Valley. We've seen her beaten there a few times now. And she just gets too far back and has too much to do. 
This should suit her better. Uh, eight, Dosh. Interesting runner, the three-year-old filly. She's got plenty of speed. I guess we'll see. Well, we've already seen winning form come through the Cat Don Teves. We'll see that form a little bit more in the previous race. But I just thought with 51 kilos, she could scoot along and give them something to catch. And one, uh, Sava 2XL, the Goodwood winner. He's won 16 from 30. So he's just a, a winner and he's won four from five first up. He can certainly be thereabouts as well. Uh, six for me each way from four, eight and one. September run on top. We just said something nice on this race. She's coming back for a couple of hot sprints at Mooney Valley, as, as Joel said, probably not her preferred track. Um, but she's still been running pretty well, like running the McEwen behind the Inferno. It was very good first up. Inferno and Frank the form in the Moya, and she just um, just couldn't sort of sprint with them late, but was, you know, finishing off okay as we expect her to. 1,100 metres and back in grade. Um, from a good draw, I think, will suit her. And, uh, I'm going to give her one more chance, September run. So four on top, stable mate, six, Shaquiro. Uh, sort of expected him to, I guess, you know, run a pretty decent race first up in a, in a Moya Stakes. Probably didn't expect him to finish that close without a whole heap of luck. Um, did have the 52 kilos there. He's only up to 53 kilos here. Um, but it was a very nice return and um, obviously likes these uh, tracks. He's on top of the ground. <clears throat> in for fourth. I have the two, uh, sorry, in for third, I've got the two Raheran. Uh, give the first up, miss there, put up with a slow recovery. Uh, Henry Race while second up, and I saw in the sale, mate. Excellent first up record has to be included from a good draw. Four, six, two, and three. Uh, September run for me, two to beat Bella Nipitina, Shakiro, and Dosh, four, five, six, and eight, race six. At Caulfield on Saturday, first of the group ones, Ned's Might and Power, 2,000 metres standard weight for age. And it is worth a million bucks, Joel. Yeah, Zaki on top, as Daniel said. Um, he got the job done in the Underwood last time out. Similar sort of field. And he's going to be a similar price. So, look, he should be winning. I think three nonconformists can run really well. Hopefully he does, just to show that he's still on track for the Caulfield Cup in seven days' time. Strong win in the naturalism third up. Uh, he's still got more improvement to come. Uh, one Holmesman is a proven wait-for-age performer. He'll be up on the speed and certainly get his chance to perhaps pinch a bit of a break on Zaki. And in for fourth, number five, probably. Well, she had her chance, I thought, in the Underwood to beat Zaki. And she was pretty good running second. But, yeah, I just, I mean, she, she's not going to beat him. I wouldn't have thought for the rest of the campaign if they do press onto the Cox Plate with her. Two on top for me from three, one, and five. Yeah, Zaki on top uh, did all he had to do in the Underwood, and I think he's better suited than some of these rising 2,000 metres. Um, when the Doombit Cup over this trip was was outstanding. So he gets the job done again, Zaki. So he's on top for me. Another one in next Homesman. First up over this longer trip, 2040 at Mooney Valley, and... Uh, yeah, well, 60 kilos on his back. I think it's a class to knock off Zaki, but a very good horse over this trip. And with that run under the belt, certainly only improved from that. Probably in next classy mare. She just hard to see her turn the tables, but we'll be running the place. And in for fourth, we've got the three non-conformist. Two, one, five, and three. Uh, yeah, fairly simple stuff. Uh, you would have thought Zaki would win. Thought Homesman could uh, go forward, battle on for second. Probably was at least the second best horse in the race, but uh, I, yeah, just two thousand metres, certainly very much advantage Zaki and non-conformist. So two, one, five, and three for me. 
Race seven is the set, first leg of the quaddy at Caulfield on Saturday. It is the Senet Northwood Plume Stakes. 1,200 metres, group three. Mares, four years old and up, set weights and penalties, job. A tricky little race. I've gone with Forteo, who's got good form on top of the ground. She's very, very good on wet ground, but I think she's good enough on dry tracks to be given a strong chance here. Good return from her in the toy show. Just got a long way back in the Scirocco from a wide gate. She can settle closer and get her chance here. One Brooklyn hustle, complete forgive at the Valley, had numerous issues there and just had no hope. She's much better than that. If she bounces back, she can win. Two nudge, interesting runner. She's Going to get better with this run under the belt and as she steps over further, but always wary of those mares that campaign in Queensland, campaign well. They can often run very well first up, perhaps when they're not really expected to. So certainly want to keep her safe. And five, Rubasaki. Good mare on her day. A couple of convictions in her last preparation, but on her best form, she can definitely win this. Four on top from one, two, and five. Well, for one at odds down the bottom in more secrets, she's rising for a benchmark 70 she went down as a $2.40 favourite up to a um, stakes race here. But she's got a little bit of a future. The, she can play a complete forgive run first up. She should have won. Uh, she went to the line pretty much untested there and was, despite the fact she never really got a crack at them, was strong through the line. <clears throat> um, so certainly should have won that with even luck. Uh, take it apart here. I know she's got a – this is a, easily the toughest race she's um, contested, but – from a nice draw, she can settle a little bit closer than she did last start. Um, think she can. I think she's talented enough to sort of give this a nudge at a bigger price, more secret. So the twelve on top for me. The one Brooklyn Hustle, um, complete forgive first up. See, plenty of people were keen on her there, but she's back into a a good race here. Uh, twelve hundred meter form. Uh, last preparation was quite good. Um, so the thousand, I think that's sort of better than the thousand first up. Wide draw, she'll get back anyway. So no real concern there. Tayer and La Mexicana from good draws can certainly win without threat. But 12, a bit of a price. More secrets on top of one, four, and three. Chassis for me. I uh, was up there with La Mexicana. Just finishing ahead of La Mexicana last time. I think Chassis are getting the small stable overs here to beat La Mexicana. Dirty thoughts and more secrets. But I did think this was the... Uh, uh, the open leg of the quaddy, and I'll also be including Brooklyn Hustle and Tayer, but my numbers, 6, 3, 8, and 12. The big one is race 8, second leg of the quaddy at Caulfield on Saturday. Ned's Caulfield Guineas. Set weights for three-year-olds, a group one worth $2 million over 1,600 metres, Joel. Yeah, well, I'm going for a roughie here to knock off the favourites. Um I think the, obviously the Sydney Colts, as we discussed earlier, look the ones. I don't think there's much between the Melbourne horses. I think number 15, River Plate, can be a, a sharp improver here. He had no luck in the Guineas Prelude. They just dawdled there. He was held up in behind them, came off the bit, and once the race was over, he sort of quickened up a little bit. And then the Stutt Stakes, again, buried back on the fence, didn't really travel through the run, sort of often on the bit. He was next to Forgot You, the eventual winner, and stable mate on the corner, forgot you found clear air, River Plate didn't, hence he finished second last. He's looked a blinkers horse from day one. They put the blinkers on here in the grand final. He's going to need a little bit of luck, obviously, from a wide draw. But I think he can 
at least be the best Victorian Colt home, and that's going to put him in the first half of the field. So I'm going to play him each way. One, Animo, and two, Artorias are the obvious. I've lent to Animo as the second pick. I think he's the better of the two Colts. He's just going to need a, a few favours. Obviously, Artorias has come up with the peach draw, but whether he can use it, that's another matter. Uh, just not sure if he can hold a spot. And seven, Giannis in for fourth. He could be the big improver out of the Golden Rose. He won the Dulcify first up and then came back in distance and he just got run off his legs. They went too quick. He was only beaten five lengths in the end. I think the step up to 1600 is a big positive for him. He could be the big improver out of those Sydney Colts. 15 for me in a blowout from one, two and seven. I'm going with one at odds two and one of the horses Joel's mentioned. I'm with Giannis on top. Thought he was... Good each way play in this race with, you know, the question marks, I guess, over Animo and Artorias at the draw. Animo will get a long way back. Artorias envisage him sort of be stringed up in traffic with or needing quite a bit of luck. So <clears throat> at a price, I'm going to go with the seven Giannis. I am a fan of this Colt. Uh, he's got a long, like, set a long way back in his last preparation in Brisbane winter. <clears throat> was running on nicely there. His best run was... So it was third up over this trip and the JJ Atkins um, getting home nicely behind Converge into second. Um, settled, showed that he can settle a little bit closer in running. First up, winning the Dulce 5 at 1,500 metres and then Joel touched on. Just a little bit too quick for him back in trip last start. 1,600 metres, third up. He'll get a nice run midfield um, from barrier six. Just thought he was over the odds um, in a race with a couple of question marks on where the, the two favourites will map in the run. And with one next, Animo, for second, I do think he's a better horse of the two. It's a little bit more of a favourable draw for him. He'll, as long as he's not too far back, he'll certainly be charging home. Just see Artorias getting strung up there on the fence. We'll need some luck. If he gets it, he'll certainly be um, takes some holding out. And in for fourth, uh, the four Alpine Edge. Uh, whether he's up to these on class, I'm not sure, but I think he's crying over 1,600 metres. I thought he was good in the beginning's prelude last start, just completely luckless there. Close to winning with had he got out, but just a good draw here. Fourth up, 1600 meters. I think he might run a cheeky race. My numbers seven, one, three, and four. Uh, yeah, I'm with Artorius. Uh, fun facts about the uh, Caulfield Guinea Saddle Cross one to five account for 11 of the past 12 winners. And as we know, the uh, top five in the Golden Rose has uh, been a great form reference for this race really ever since the Golden Rose has been going. So I went for Artorius to knock off Animo and then I got Forgot You and Tiger of Malay also coming out of the uh, Tiger of Malay that is, is also coming out of Golden Rose uh, top five and just mind you. So my numbers are two, one, eight and three, the third of the group ones and the third leg of the quaddy at Caulfield on Saturday is race nine. Highland race colours, Turak Handicap, over 1,600 metres and worth a million bucks, Joel. I'm back in the favourites camp here. 11, I'm Thunderstruck. A lot of people are going to fall into him here in the Turak or land on him. He's very smart horse, huge in defeat in the Rupert Clark where he got a long way back from the outside gate, um, knocked sideways on the turn yet, still charged for third. Gate four helps him to settle in the front half and he'll get his chance to win. You'd have to think getting out to 1,600 is a big positive. 
So he's the logical favourite. No knock on Elephant, who just keeps winning. He's going to be thereabouts as well on speed and certainly going to be hard to get past, I think. They're the clear top two for mine. I'd be surprised if the winner came outside of them. Seven Harbour Views could be the best ruffy, getting down to 53 kilos. Good return win at Flemington when unexpected. And I thought he battled on quite well at Sandown behind Elephant next time out. Just with the lightweight, uh, saved up for one last run. He could be the, the boil over. Uh, and one Tofane, I guess she's got some sort of a chance as well. She's the class mare. She's had two runs back at weight for AIDS. They've both been very good. And she's going to get the right sort of a run from that good alley. Just whether she can give that much weight away to some of her key rivals, I guess, is the query. 11 on top, though, from 4, 7 and 1. Also with the 11 on top, uh, enormous last start, having to get a long way back from that wide draw, 16 and 16, the Rupert Park. But clearly the run of the race is a little much closer to them this time around. Again, with 52 kilos on his back. Looks really hard to hold out. The 11 on Thunderstruck. The eight quantum mechanic in next, think she's worth a, an each way play. Um, very good in the stock stakes, second up weight for age, running on nicely. I think hopefully that form can stand up here. So, I'm giving the winner, so you assume, a chance. But quantum mechanic third up, um, she the ripping mare. She contested some pretty good races during the autumn, um, at big prices and, and ran placings at those uh, sort of mares races there. and Third up back to 52.5 kilo, she'll certainly be there about at a price. So 11 on top of eight. I've got the 12 in next, so you assume the winner of that stock stakes a reference. Uh, well forward and certainly takes some catching at 52 kilos on her back. She's uh, she, she won well here too back. And in for fourth, I have the seven hub of views. My numbers, 11, 8, 12, 7. I'm with Joel in that I'll only be having the four and the 11 in this league of the quaddy. I've got them the other way around, though. I've got Elephant on top. Uh, the Turek has the uh, for a, a Group 1 uh, sprint mile handicap. Uh, it, the ones up the top of the weights have done quite well in this over the years. So I'm going with Elephant, who is, of course, number four to beat. Uh, I'm Thunderstruck, So You Assume, and Superstorm, 4, 11, 12, and 2. We finish at Caulfield with race 10. It is the Neds Herbert Power Stakes, 2,400-metre Group 2 quality, Joel. Uh, five Delphi for me. Both his runs this time in have been very good. Just the tempo against in the heavily first up. Wasn't able to get past the leaders, but ran well. And then really surged late, but just failed to pick up non-conformist in the naturalism. I think third up out to 2,400. He's ready to peak and win, him, win his way into the Caulfield Cup. Uh, seven floating artists, the hardest to beat. Just a progressive horse who's come through the grades really quickly. Gets out to the 2,400 now, but I don't see that being an issue. Won the chosen one. Classy stayer. Has 59 kilos, but he did win this a couple of years ago. And his two runs at weight for ages time in have been good enough. Uh, he'll be competitive, probably without winning. And 11, Turidan, no real knock on his form either. He's going really well in easier company, but I thought on the minimum, proven stayer and in the right stable uh, for one of these staying races. He's got to be respected as well. Five for me, though, pretty keen on him from seven, one and 11. Head to head, because I'm pretty keen on the seven floating artists who made such a quick impression since arriving to Australia. The four starts, a bit of a... So we need the run first up at Caulfield, but his three wins since 16, 17 and 1800 metres have been 
excellence. The win last start at Sandown Hillside was terrific. He sort of kept under a hole till about 250 metre mark. And then when <clears throat> asked to go by T.A. Nugent, he quickly put a couple of links on his rivals there. Could have won by much more, but he was um, taken care of the last 100 metres or so. It's a good performance to sort of show, uh, you know, show that turn of foot again, 1,800 metres. I don't think the rise and trip will help. He has won in Europe over this, over this distance, so... I think he's good enough to handle the, the rise from 1,800 metres to 2,400 metres. So pretty keen on him, the seven. And for second, I've got the four, Defibrillate. Um, very honest gelding who, a long way back at Mooney Valley last start, was running on pretty well against the pattern. Um, did well to get as close as he did there. Uh, ready to peak fourth up. Five, Delphi. Um, good behind non-conformers, which is good form for this last start. And in for fourth, I've got the two, King Alia Grants. Seven, four, five, two. I'm with Joel with Delphi to beat floating artist, Mirage Dancer and The Chosen One. Five, seven, three and one. My best was race three, number three, Pandemic. My value bet was race four, number 11, Spinning. Joel's best was there in that last race, race 10, number five, Delphi. And his value bet, race five, number six, Shaquiro. Daniel's best up against Joel, race Ten, number seven, floating artist, and his value bet is in the guineas, and it is Giannis, which is race eight, number seven. Moving right along, Randwick, once again, the venue for Sydney racing on Saturday. There is a black type, uh, there is a group one race, of course, later on the card, but the, the black type action starts in race four. And that is the Heineken 3 Stan Fox Stakes, 1,500 metres, set weights for three-year-olds at Group 2 level, Joel. Yeah, I've gone with six, Coda Healy here, a bit of an up-and-comer. He showed a fair bit in his first prep, went to the size produce in Queensland and just got a mile too far back there. He'd trialled really well before uh, bolting in with the benchmark 64 at Goulburn. Big step up in class, but I think he's a promising colt. Clearly, number two, Coast Watch, the one to beat, coming through the Golden Rose. Chris Waller's elected to stay at home rather than send him down for the Caulfield Guinea. So he's going to be a warm favourite and hard to beat. Seven, Moradin. Well, he just had an off day there in the Golden Rose. He hung off the track and uh, pulled up last with a slow recovery. He's better than that and can improve. And three, Halal just continues to do things wrong. Even though it was a fast Golden Rose, he was back and wide and over racing. If he learns to do things right, well, he can win, but he's just going to need to improve his manners. Six for me from two, seven, and three. With the two coast watch, he's done absolutely nothing wrong. This preparation, um, very good win, two back. Unaffected going, but then big odds in the golden rose, sat up on the speed. Had a, had a nice run there, but stuck on well for third. <clears throat> um, back in grade for this. So continues to hold his form. Be really hard to beat. The two, six, and next, Coda Halley. Very dominant win first up. The runner up there has a bit of ability as well. Conscript um, trialed well prior. That can continue to make the necessary improvement to uh, race well in, at stakes level, group two level. For Brigantine, um, I think the run behind Lightsaber reads well for this. He's had a nice preparation, this Colt. And in for fourth, I have the three Halal. Two, six, four, and three. Race five at Royal Rambic on Saturday is the <laughs> track Roman Consul Stakes. 
This one also for three-year-olds, set weights group two, but over 1,200 metres, Joel. Yeah, gone with uh, one sort of state here. I was against him first up, the Kiwi Colt. Didn't have him in my numbers there. He was resuming off a setback. He had the full penalty, 60 kilos, and he drew a wide gate. And things just didn't pan out. He was caught wide. I thought he battled on quite well, though, in the end, uh, to finish. He finished seventh, but beaten four lengths, and he certainly didn't give up. I think there'll be a stack of improvement in him. And now back at level weights, he can improve sharply, number one. Four Glen Eagles, I thought, was excellent in the run to the rows, really hit the line well there behind Animo. They've elected to keep this colt fresh and back to the sprinting trips. Nice trial recently. Uh, two Pulele, very good in the heritage in the same race as sort of state. He was back and it was a tough day to run on out wide, but he did just that and finished off very well behind home affairs. He's probably a deserved favourite. And nine, a very fine red, the filly coming through that same race. She got a bit keen in behind them, buried on the fence there. But she still finished off really strongly. Loved her last 100 metres there. Another inside gate, so she's probably going to be buried away again. But, uh, yes, she's certainly in the mix. One for me from four, two, and nine. He was keen on Pulele last start. And I don't think there's anything wrong running home well from, uh, you know, all the way back from that wide draw and really into the margin of home affairs. I don't think there's any knock going down to that horse. Um, so I'm going to give him another chance. Pulele, he's on top for me. 3 0 president. First up here, his two wins last preparation were excellent. We're heading for a spell. Both on affected going. Look at those conditions here, but recent trial I thought was pretty good. Clearly a talented Colt. In for four, uh, in for third, I've got the six King of Sparta and the one sort of state, but playing around the, the main two there for me. Two, three on top of six and one. Race six at Royal Randwick on Saturday. Bentley, angst, stakes. Over 1,600 metres, this Group 3 is for the mares four years old and up at set weights and penalties, Joel. And with the James Richards camp again here, number one, Amaralina. She's got a bit of weight and a tough draw. They're the negatives. She is a, a real talent, though. I thought she did more than enough first up in the Bill Ritchie. She just really wasn't wound up there. Thought she did need the run. She finished second last, but it was a bit of a blanket finish. The race provided last week's Epsom Quinella. Uh, the winner, a tissue, also ran well in the Epsom. I think she would have taken a stack of improvement out of that, and she gets uh, just a bit of even luck here. I think she'll be too good. Eight, Grace and Harmony. Very good first up run. Had the best 400 to 200 split of the race, and then just peaked a little bit, but it was a good, strong run from the back. She's going to be fitter for that. Uh, the stablemate three, Kiku, also ran very well in that same race. Was able to sort of pinch a bit of ground on the turn and made her run through the middle. But she was a winner second up last prep. Third up, she won the Carbine Club. So getting up in distance going to be a positive for her. And I thought the best roughy, number 11, Lelude, held her ground pretty well in the Tibby at Newcastle. It was a race of no change. I thought she battled on quite well. She might be the improver out of that form race. One for me, though, from 8, 3, and 11. Put my faith in the eight greats in harmony. Um, it's running on well there before peaking late. First up over 1,400 metres. Should drive. Plenty of benefit from that second up. The 1,600 metres, I think it's a good trip for her. She contested the Roses and the Oaks in Brisbane in the winter over 2,000 and 2,200 respectively and um, just didn't run out 2,200 metres at the end of last prep. It was okay over 2,000 metres, but her two wins prior over 1,550 and 1,800 metres were excellent. Um, I think 1,600 metres is a good trip for her second up. She does have to lift uh, for a benchmark race here, but she's got the class two and... I think she's a pretty promising mare, the eight. So pretty keen on her. Uh, number eight, race six, number eight. 
Hammer Lorena in next. Uh, thought did enough first up behind a tissue. Six um, Joel said that race prior to the Cornell of the Epson there. Uh, the wide draw key, but she is a second up winner. Uh, in for third, I got Kiku. Uh, did enough first up without a whole heap of luck. Uh, she's a very consistent mare and second up form reads well. And in for fourth, I got the nine, Mirror Vision. Very honest mare also. Eight on top of one, three and nine. Race seven at Royal Randwick on Saturday. The Silver Eagle, 1,300 metres. Set weights and penalties for four-year-olds and only. And it is worth half a million bucks, Joel. Yeah, obviously the lead in towards the rich Golden Eagle. I've gone with two Exo Boom here. Thought he might be an improver. He had a bit of a task first up at 1,100 metres, getting that far back. He did enough, though. Second up last prep, he won the Hawkesbury Guineas and then placed third in the English Guineas at Rose Hill. Uh, I think from gate two, he can settle a lot closer here and looks a good each-way play. From 14, Vangelic, class mare. She deserved that second career win in the Golden Pendant. She was well-rated in front and just packed too many guns for Nimalee. She'll put herself on speed here and be very hard to catch. For Amish Boy, he's another one who deserves another win. Just one from 18. Took Mars Crusader to gun him down first up at Caulfield and then didn't have much luck in the Rupert Clark. Met a bit of interference, but still ran well. He can win with any luck in running. And six, Ellsberg. Pleasing return win from him. It was a lovely ride from a wide gate. Just slotted in nicely just behind the leaders and won very well. Nash... Probably has the pick. He's gone with high supremacy, who's also a chance, but I thought Hellsberg would certainly be uh, competitive again. Two for me from 14, four and six. I'm also at the two. Exo Boom on top. Big fan of this Golding. Uh, slow start first up. He in a pretty tough position. Um, he's run on pretty well there without threats. Second up last time in, he, he won a group three at 1,400 metres. It was a very good swooping win. Uh, possesses a very good finish, this horse, and they're not too far away from them on the bends. They can certainly win at a big price. So they're good enough to stake his claims for the Golden Eagle. So the two on top for me. Three in next prime star. Um, he's had a little, probably a disappointing prep maybe on face value, but hasn't had a whole heap of luck in some of his uh, runs. Last start led and didn't get it all his own way in front. Um, he's very good first up behind Private Eyes, beaten less than two lengths there. That form obviously reads very well. He's a better horse than how his, what his performances read on paper, this preparation. And um, even from the wide draw, I think if he can sort of find his best effort, he's thereabouts in this field. Six, Ellsberg, with the one they'll be having to catch, I think. Very good win first up there. And in for fourth, we've got the four, um, Amish boy. Uh, two, three, six, and four for me. The big one at Royal Rambic on Saturday is race eight. Martin Chondon, spring champion stakes, 2,000 metres, group one, set weights for three-year-olds, worth a million bucks, 13 to face the starter, Joel. Oh, I'm certainly agreeing with the market here, all the favourites in my numbers. I'm with two Profondo, the expensive colt. He won his maiden on debut. Then went to the gloaming, dashed to the front, but then didn't know what to do, and he ducked in badly down towards the rail. He was a sitting shot for head of state. Who he meets again today, I think he can turn the tables. Just hopefully he's taken a fair bit of experience out of that run. It was just his second start. Head of state was having start seven and had a couple of goes against older horses, so I guess he was a little bit more match-hardened. I think one of the two will win, but uh, I'm keen that Profondo can, change, uh, can turn the tables on head of state. 11, never been kissed, right in the game here. I know she was big odds last week, 40 to 1, when winning the flight. 
and uh, certainly a bit of a surprise to me. But three of the last five winners of this race have come through the flight on the quick backup. So I think you've got to respect that recent trend. And for Benno, another lightly raced colt. He was also having just start two in the gloaming. He's got a little bit of ground to make up on head of state and profondo. They sort of did pull clear of the rest of the field there, but he would have improved, no doubt. And the extra distance is going to play into his hands. I think a, a roughie that I did leave out, but you could include in your multiples is number 10, Satirical Glory. He was getting warm late in the gloaming. And we know these three-year-olds from the sergeant guard can really peak when they get up to 2,000 and beyond. Two on top for me, though, from 111 and four. Yeah, with the two as well, Joel C. looked to... The racing is uh, so much keeping, but he looked to be the one you'd want it to be on. 150 metres out and uh, slayed in there and did a bit wrong and had a state at the... Um, it was, was good enough to finish over the top of him. I think the 2,000 metres, third up. Um, had a state was match fit there. Fourth up, I think Profondo can turn the tables. Uh, very talented Colt. They both are. They're clear top two picks for me. I've got the four and next, Benno, who we think it'd be hard to see him turning the tables. He was a, a distant third in that gloaming, but his every impression 2,000 metres will be right up his alley. Um, and I've got the 11 never been kissed in for four off the last start, group one win. If you're going to have a wider quaddy, I think Allegron certainly won't respect. He covered ground last start, but he's finishing off okay. 2,000 metres does look um, suitable. So probably a skinny quaddy with the two and the one. And a wider quality adding a leg on one numbers two, one, four, and eleven. Last of the black type races at Randwick on Saturday is race nine, the Nivison, twelve hundred meter group three for the mares at set weights and penalties, Joel. Now, I thought at double figures, number nine Wanderbar was worth a bet. She didn't win last preparation, but she was very consistent, numerous stakes placings, including a third in the group two sapphire, this track and trip behind for Seeker and on Trivier. That sort of form will take her very close here down on the minimum. She's been trialling well, as has number five, Minaj. And when markets first went up on Monday, uh, perhaps some smarties knew that James McDonald was going to be engaged because she was very heavily supported straight away. And she opened up favourite with the new market on Wednesday. First start for John O'Shea. She's showed plenty of ability, has been placed behind September run. And the way she's been trialling, I think she'll be competitive. Ten great news. Uh, what a... What a ripper of a horse to own. Ten top two finishes and never missed a place in 13 starts. Placed all three at stakes level this prep and really hasn't had all favours too. She's had some tricky gates to contend with. She can certainly win and one sweet deal. She's won one and a half million last start. Group one place getter in the Tats Tiara. She's often very hard to beat in races like this. Nine for me from five, ten and one. With the five on top, Minaj loses nothing heading to the John O'Shea stable. Trialling well in readiness for this and her sort of really good form um, throughout her career. Fourth to Bo Rosser in Adelaide, last preparation. No luck in a listed race in Adelaide before that. Um, she's one of those horses that whatever race you should have chuck her in, she meshes up. Um, and I think she'll do, do exactly that here. So she's on top for me, the five. The two in next rock o'clock. I do concede she'll be a better horse over further than 1,200 metres, but She's such a consistent mare and uh, just seldom runs poorly. And uh, never want to leave her out and see her winning. So she's going to be in the numbers for sure. Um, she has one over 1,200 metres, but I do think she, she'll be one to follow this prep. We're charging home and um, if they sort of overdo it in front, she might be the one reeling in late. So five on top of two, one sweet deal, very consistent mare. Got to be included and six a theory. Um, the next five, two, one and six in race nine for me. 
That wraps up a massive Spring Champion Stakes Day at Randwick. And to recap the boys' specials, we've got Joel Best, race eight, number two, Profondo. Value bet race nine, number nine, Wonderbar. Daniel's Best, race six, number eight, Grayson Harmony. Value bet race seven, number two, Exo Boom. They are racing on the course proper at Morfordville on Saturday. And there is a stakes race reasonably early on the program. It's one for the three-year-olds. It is race four. It is the Hillsmith Stakes over 1,800 metres. Uh, one of the lead-ups to the Victoria Derby quite often. Don't know if there's a Derby horse here, Daniel, but uh, only eight to face the starter. What have you found for us there? Yeah, possibly not a Derby horse, but I think one who's going to be a, a live chance in the Oaks um, next month, and that's Blackcomb. Philly, Vancouver Philly, actually a half to rock o'clock, but certainly a horse that enjoys getting over ground. She was very good behind the current Oaks favourite, Barb Raider, in that Flemington Oaks trial last start. Um, get a whole heap of luck, but when Claire was running on well, the winners did sort of hold her at bay there. Um, it was a very good closing effort. She ran second to Rhinoceros 2 back, and that horse is um, since Frank the Form, uh, I think we'll stay at 800 metres, but I think we'll have to be too classy for the, this field. And um, yeah, hopefully she can press on to an Oaks uh, Blackcomb. She's really hard to beat, the best of the day, matter of fact. So race four, number seven. I've got the four in next, Cerberus, another maiden who was wide last start when a beaten favourite, but um, kept coming nicely, I thought, there. Um, drawn far more ideally this time around. And the they're cold done Dundee. I think we'll appreciate the rise to 1,800 metres. Jungle Magnet, um, better than what we saw from him first up. He's a, yeah, he's a better horse than that. He did beat Mac and Cheese on Debu uh, back in June. And five in next, which is Man of Heart. Another Danny O'Brien runner. Um, I think can certainly run a race here as well. But seven on top, clearly, of four, one, and five. As you mentioned, that was your best on the Morphville card race four, number seven, Black Comb. Talk us through your value bet earlier on the card. Race two, number seven, Galahad Guru. Yeah, he's just going to absolutely relish the rise to 2,500 metres. Uh, this gelding is grinding away, looking for further at his past couple over the mile and 2,000. But and running running well, making ground without threat. But 2,500 metres uh, looks perfect for him. Um, a good draw with a very capable J Jason Holder on board. I think is a good bet early in the day. Race two, number seven, Galahad Guru. Joel, any thoughts on Adelaide? No, nothing at Morfordville for me, Barks. All right. Well, the venue for Brisbane Metro Racing on Saturday is Eagle Farm, and the trend continues. They don't want to race there. Very small fields. Great news for us at Winning Post and Best Bets. Uh, I don't know how we would have gone uh, trying to fit the papers in this week if uh, there'd been 120 uh, at Eagle Farm. There wasn't. But, Daniel, uh, there might still be a bit of value on the card and your best comes up early, nice and early doors in the second uh, race two, number three, Palazzo Spirit. Yeah, probably not much value at the moment, Barks. It was um, started at 240, 250. I thought it was a uh, very backable price when the markets opened yesterday afternoon. It's been crunched into $1.80, this Colt. Um, still my best value. We're really hard to beat. He was scratched in the two-year-old race last week. The winner of that race, Heroic Son, um, finished three lengths away from him in a trial. And Lotso Spirit did it very easily in, in that trial. So, ball stacks up. Good draw. I think the O'Day Hoisted Stable, that sort of early season two-year-olds must always be respected. They've got a pretty good record over the past couple of years um, in town with their two-year-olds early in the season. 
think the trend continues here. Hard to beat. Race two, number three, my best. The value comes up in race six. Um, I was keen on Firebox uh, last time out a few weeks back, I think it was. It was scratched there. Since had another run. Uh, he wasn't, didn't really finish off on a wet track. He'll get back onto dry ground. That's more his, going, more his go there. Um, but I think he gets a chance to bounce back third up. He won really well over this trip. Third up last time in. He's well over the odds, but he draws well. And, um, you know, I think at a 20, $26 chance when we're recording this podcast, it's a very good each-way play. Firebox um, should get the right run in transit. So race six, number four, my value, Eagle Farm. Alrighty, uh, they are racing. They're back at Ascot, in fact, at in Perth on Saturday. Uh, and talking about uh, unwelcomely big cards, there was one of those. There's ten races and 116, except there's no actual black type. But uh, a few of the good summer ones certainly are coming back. It's a quality card there, so uh, well worth a watch if you uh, want to kick on from watching those Rambic and. Caulfield races. BJ Ryan, our man in Perth, his best, as it was last time, just a little bit unlucky, race five, number five, kiss on all four cheeks. And his value bet is race six, number eight, which is big screen. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman Joel, they are racing at Hawara and Matamata. Yeah, Hawara is the first meeting we'll take a look at and we'll try and get... Our turkey early, the best bet race one, number four, my man's back. The son of Shockings had the two runs, 1,200, 1,400, just progressing. He really hit the line strongly last time out, just got it way too far back, but his last furlong was good. Now he gets to the mile and gets the blinkers on and also gets a three-kilo game. Just to throw that into the mix, I think it'll be very hard to hold out and we'll try and bookend the card with our value bet. Race eight, number 16, hard times. Found it hard to find a value bet there, but to come up with this one, he's going to be rough, I would have thought. He's an 11-start maiden, stepping up to a benchmark 65. I think if he had got in any luck, he would have won his maiden last time out. He got up in distance. He was on the fence. He was just held up from the 600 to the 250. Everything else was building momentum. He had to wait for a needle-eye opening on the fence, and then he battled on quite well, finishing fifth, beaten less than a length and a blanket finish. This isn't a strong benchmark 65, and I just thought with that run, over that distance under the belt, he could bob up at a bit of a price. The other card is at Matamata, and the best bet comes up in their feature, their cup race. Race seven, eight horses, uh, sorry, nine horses to do battle. I'm with the number eight. He's the one for us. Well-traveled galloper. He's very consistent. He's bursting for a win. He's been placed at his last four, runner-up at his last three, and he hasn't carried less than 60 and a half kilos. Won't know himself dropping down to 53 here. He can put himself on speed and take a stack of catching front man, who we know quite well. He looks the hardest to beat. He'll probably be the favourite. And again, a tricky card to try and find some value. I've gone in the two-year-old race, race two, number seven, ready to rain. Finished last in her trials. I'm hoping the market overlooks her, but she was held up in behind. It was a blanket finish and just wasn't tested. I think she's got some talent and she can bob up on debut without surprising Alrighty, that wraps up a massive spring Saturday of racing around Australasia and brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters.
Hit back, had a second duck egg last week. Don't know what I was thinking. Best bet, Elusive Express got up, went for Zootori instead, did not get up. I'm going for, I'm going to wait till the last. Again, I'm, I'm not going with my best, so which uh, just always seems to work when I go for my best. But uh, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'd rather just hang off till last on the program and go for race 10, number five at Corfield, and that is Delphi, Joel. Yeah, well, I'll go Caulfield as well. I'll go the Ruffy and the Guineas, number 15, River Plate, five a win, 15 a place. Three straight minor placings. Going to go something a little bit different um, uh, this weekend. A couple of shorties I'm keen on. Eagle Farm, race two, number three, Palazzo Spirit, all up into Morphville, race four, number seven, Blackcomb, about $1.80, $1.90 at the moment. Hopefully I can drift out for Saturday, but an all up $20 on those two horses. All right. Well, that never works, but look, I've been wrong before. Uh, so let's see how we go. Uh, leaves us only, listeners, to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is online now via winningpost.com.au. Just click the link in the main story. It is in the shops first thing Friday morning with all your form for Friday. Friday night, which we didn't get to in this very long podcast, but there is the listed pinker pinker plate for the mayor's at Cranbourne on Friday night. Saturday and Sunday. So have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners, and we will talk to you next week on the preview podcast.